Hi, and welcome to the fourth episode in our Dictator series on history with Jackson. Today, we'll be looking at Chairman Mao and how he satisfied the six criteria that we'd looked at in the past few weeks. So without further ado, let's get into the video. Number one was an official state ideology. Initially, the official state ideology of China was Marxist-Leninism. However, this eventually shifted to Maoism. This shift occurred as there was a differing interpretation on how to implement communism. Maoism looked to the peasantry, while Marxist-Leninism looked to the working class. The body of doctrine that supported this ideology was quotations from Mao Tse-sung, or as we know in the West, the Little Red Book. This contained many quotations from Mao on how to live your life and how a government should treat its people. Number two was a single mass party with a feverishly devoted membership that made up just about or less than 10% of the nation's population. In 1949, at the beginning of Mao's communist China, the Communist Party had around 4.5 million members out of a national population of over 500 million. In 1965, this membership number would rise to 18 million, but this would be out of a population of over 700 million people. This feverishly devoted population this feverishly devoted membership can be demonstrated by the number of little red books that were distributed and owned by people in China. Literally billions of copies in the 60s were around China with many families having multiple copies. However, this was kind of seen as an unofficial policy that most people in China or everyone in China had to have a copy of the book. Therefore, this feverish devotion can be better seen in the Cultural Revolution, where the Red Guard, a group of students, were the ones who are helping Mao and his regime implement the Cultural Revolution. Number three was a system of terror, arbitrarily enacted in a physical or a psychological way. Rommel, who we mentioned last week, predicts that 77 million people died as a result of Mao's terror. This terror was led by and enacted by Mao himself and the NKVD-trained Kang Xian. Whilst many of the people who died under Mao died as a result of agricultural projects, many were purged due to big nation-building or big political purges. One of these purges was the Cultural Revolution. During the Cultural Revolution, major political figures such as Lin Bao were purged along with many teachers who were deemed not culturally acceptable. Number four was a monopoly of communications and information. There were many central committee groups that were dedicated to maintaining the monopoly on communications and information. One such group was the Cultural Revolution Group, who worked alongside the Red Guard to burn books and purge culturally unacceptable academics and teachers and political figures. Also, strict censorship laws were in place under Mao, where only a small amount of books published by central 
publishing houses were allowed to be circulated. These works include works by Mao, Stalin and Karl Marx. Number five was a monopoly on arms. Mao believed that the party should command the gun and that the gun should not be allowed to command the party. And thus, in 1966, strict gun laws were put into place in China. These gun laws strictly monopolised the arms into the hands of the military and security forces. These security forces and the army were under the control of Mao himself, thus monopolising the arms under the control of the leader. Number six was economic centralisation. Now, under Mao, there was massive drive to modernise and further industrialise China. These came under five-year plans, where, like in many other communist nations, the economy was directed by the state with goals and priorities laid out for it to meet. Another one of these economic planning missions was collectivisation under the title of The Great Leap Forward. So I want to thank you for watching this episode of Dictator Series on Mao. And always, I'd like to recommend some books for you guys, uh, some books that have helped me in my research for this episode. So firstly, I'd like to recommend The Politics of China, second edition, that's the one I've been using, The Eras of Mao and Deng, um, edited by Roderick McFarquhar. This is a great book. It covers whole period of politics within communist China. It was really informative. It looks at some of the key events and... I found it really helpful. Secondly, if you like specific books, this book, Party, Army and Masses in China by Livio Maitan. Fantastic book. It goes right into the nitty-gritty figures that you need. So percentages for economic outputs, um, precise GDP figures and so on. It's really, really helpful. A uh, bit of a heavy read, but I'd really recommend it. And... Thirdly, The Black Book of Communism, Crimes, Terror, Oppression. This was edited by Mark Kramer and it features pieces by a variety of different academics. It goes into the communist crimes, terrorism, repression, obviously, into several different communist regimes. So I'd really recommend that if you want to look at terror across different regimes and specifically the chapter on China is absolutely fantastic. It covers all the terror that features across across communist China so yes I'd really recommend this one. As always the links for the books will be in the description and on my website at www.historywithjackson.co.uk. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys next week where we will talk about the Kim dynasty in North Korea. I'm really looking forward to this one um, and I really hope you guys will tune in. So thank you very much and look forward to seeing you guys next week.